walk the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hey Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. With a nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raleigh. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.09, the Weekend Gardener. We're at Habitat Restore at 181 High House Road in Cary. And um, got uh, Ann Clapp with us, of course. And uh, Stuff is the, literally walking out the door. That's right. I mean, look at that. Uh, the uh, former Attorney General and Secretary of State and Chief Deputy Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and the current Secretary General of Gardening, uh, that's quite a post, uh, Rufus Edmonston is here. Get no pay for that now. That's right. Don't, don't, don't write Actually, any more Actually, you do. You get paid for what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, that's a good question. That yeah. gets all the goodwill in the world. <laughs> Wonderful goodwill. That's right. And Hall of Fame broadcaster Tom Campbell is uh, with us this morning. Nice enough to, to join us here. And uh, Miss Pam Beck is with us. Bam, out of sight and out of mind. I keep forgetting you're there. I'm sorry. 
Oh, speak. that's okay. It just no, I, I know it hurts. You. I know it hurts. I forget my. I forget <laughs> I'm here sometimes. So how's that? She's just been eating a piece well, of birthday cake. Yeah, I know. You don't. You don't care. Is uh, <laughs> sitting there at your computer, looking at. Uh, do you have a good window? Do you have a good window that you can look out from your computer? I have two windows, and I'm looking outside and just thinking what a beautiful, exceptional Carolina blue sky we have today. Right. And, uh, oh, you know, the Carolina game next year is going to cut the Weekend Gardener short by an hour. Their their, their countdown show is is coming. No, I think we're we're on from 8 until 10. Unless that's changed. Wait a minute, folks. we got to get our priorities straight. <laughs> oh, what is more important, weekend gardener or Carolina football? Well, well, I, Carolina, I ask you, Rufus. Big I, Daddy it, says Carolina football. Just as long as they win, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to give up an hour. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll be at Logan's uh, next week. That is October 2nd, right? Golly, things are moving yep. along so quickly. So, um, Pam, you so you've got some good windows there so you can look out at your – your gardens, and um, do you see anything this morning that needs work from where you oh, are? Oh, heavens, yes. There's always work in the garden. You know, a garden that's finished is a garden that's dead. Uh, <laughs> you never, never, ever end with all the exciting things to do. But, Rufus, here's a shout-out to you, darling. How does your seven sunflower, your heptacodium, look? Absolutely beautiful. And I've been looking yeah. and looking at the butterflies the bees, uh, wondrous, wondrous. And I, and another thing, too, that if you don't have any of out there, you need to get that dark purple salvia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh how the butterflies and the hummingbirds love it. And it, now, it, Is it the fuzzy one, the salvia leucantha, the fuzzy-leaved one? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Fabulous plant. Yes. Now, mention, mention the first... What was the first one you mentioned to Rufus? The heptacodium is the seven suns flower, and that's a tree, a small tree. And it's the one that we laughingly call the Yankee crepe myrtle. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, do you have a Yankee crepe myrtle? Uh, I do not. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not sure you want one. They don't, they don't, they don't bloom nearly as pretty. They've got a, a bark like a uh, – I asked Pam was out there one time looking in the garden. I said, what in the devil is that? It looks like a – like a crepe myrtle, and she said, well, that's what we'll call a Yankee crepe myrtle. Hepticodium. Seven suns. Seven suns flower is yeah. the, 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 the um, common name for it, and it's a lovely, it blooms uh, late, it blooms with white flowers this time of year. It's a small tree, uh, fairly, fairly, you know, um, thin bark and, and uh, branching. But it can get quite tall now. Uh, mine's mine's pretty tall in the backyard, but the butterflies do adore it. But the salvia lucantha, the one that we're talking about blooms now, is usually still in bloom during the state fair time, and it's that beautiful salvia with purple, velvety-looking flowers on it, and it's a Mexican salvia. It's a nice one, and mm. it can grow where it's dry and sunny. I've noticed that that it it needs little watering, and is is a perennial. It's a great plant. Okay, I had a lady call, and she didn't want to be on the air, but Jason said that she wanted to know 
if there was a problem with her tree, the, her crepe myrtle, it was shedding. You know, the, the bark was, was coming off, and we assured her that, uh, that it was okay. If that, it isn't, you got a problem. That, you definitely. But, that, you know, that's one of the charming things about a crepe myrtle, especially s- uh, some of the varieties with the cinnamon bark. Uh, the Biloxi is one of them. And, uh, uh, you know, Ann and my wife have this little fetish, Tom. They like to peel the bark off. Really, and I think there's something something going on there deep, deep rooted in their to, you have their to psyche. Against the, the plant. Does that mean you'd been drinking before that and, end, or maybe and, that's and, part and, of the reason and, and, you're pulling and, the bark and, off and of the then tree? You just pull the bark off of it, and it, 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 gives it you uh, makes you relax. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sort of like peeling peaches at home. My grandmother could peel a whole peach or a whole apple and not break the the whole roll. Yeah, you uh, you want to. See, have a contest. See who can pull the longest uh, strip of of great myrtle bark off. Yeah. That, that make it a, make it a contest. Hey, uh, Pam, you know that's something to think about. You're way out there in the in the hurricanes. You're way out there in the hurricanes with not a lot to do. So there's more going on in Wake Forest than that. <laughs> Peeling bark, I can tell you. That's where the bootleggers used to be. Hang out at the, the hurricanes. Yeah. The next road up is Old Still Road. Old what Still Road. I'm still still there. Yeah, it's, it probably is. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's a little-known fact. Uh, Lake Wheeler Road, Tom, used to be called Ramscat Road. I remember that. I remember that reference, but I don't know when the when it changed. And there are all kinds of tales about what the origin of that is. Yeah. I do not even care to opine. Oh, Okay. Well, you had a bunch of relatives. You, you, you had a, a, one of your brothers. Was it just one brother who was who was a revenuer? Well, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> what did what did little Rufus Edmonston leaving in Carolina on a weekend go do? He went on raids with his brother. <laughs> well, thumb up. You could have been peeling bark off great marbles. I, I could have been doing something All useful. All around campus. I would thumb up to Wilkesboro, get off my brother David on Friday night. We'd go on a moonshine raid, and it was like playing tag football. If you ran through the woods and you were chasing a, uh, a bootlegger and you touched him, he'd stop. And, and I remember my brother would say, now I want you to promise me you'll be in court on Monday morning because I haven't got time tonight to go book you on Friday night. I'm tired, and you better be there. Do you understand? And they'd say, yes, sir, Mr. David. We will be there, and they never fail to show up. It really was a game, wasn't it, and to a certain extent? It was oh. a different time, too. Yeah, different, different times. different time. Hey, I wanted to uh, say hello to our uh, newest weekend gardener sponsor, owner Christina Larson and the Guilford Garden Center. It's at uh, 701 Milner Drive near Guilford College in Greensboro. We have a lot of... Uh, folks from Greensboro. I don't know where John, John the lawyer from uh, Jamestown. He hadn't called us in a while. I hope he's okay. John, if you're listening this morning, give us a ring. Uh, let's see. Joe, Is that it, anything like John the Baptist? No, it's John the lawyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you can't, you can't be a Baptist and a lawyer. Is that I, it? I don't know. Can you, uh, Well, Rufus? yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you just... You pretend to be a lawyer if you're a Baptist. Okay. Well, you grew up as a Baptist. 
Oh yeah, Three Forks Baptist Church, where my where my mama was the flower lady. Oh, every <laughs> that's, every, that's she, quite a. She put flowers on the table every, yeah. a little table that sat before the pulpit that said, "In remembrance of me." Yes. And I remember so distinctly us getting flowers ready on on Saturday night, and we'd go with her down there to put them in the church. Well, you know what we Methodists used to say about Baptists? The only difference between a Baptist and a Methodist? The Methodist would talk to you in the ABC store. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to be like Bart Rittner. We're just not going to allow religion on the show unless we have some divine guidance from a minister. So that's, well, Tom's got a, a proxy as wife. Tell Lib to come by and she can. But, you know, the, the Baptist can, duck you under the, <clears throat> the Methodist sprinkle you and you Episcopalians. Give us a rain check. <laughs> Gee whiz. It's like uh, Charlie Goodnight. I'm glad we're not going to talk about religion. I know, we're not going to do that. Uh, Joe is with us uh, from Carborough. Joe, good morning. Yes, I'm right here. Good morning to y'all as well. Yes, sir. Um, I used to bartend a lot of weddings for a caterer in Chapel Hill, and I can tell you white Russians are a big favorite at, at Baptist weddings, but we'll leave that one alone. Because you can't tell what the they think they're having a milk. You know? a milk I don't know. Yeah, but um, I called it Rufus. Did you grow up in Granite Falls? No, I grew no. up. In, I grew up in Boone, but I knew about Granite Falls down in, in uh, right. Right. Hickory, yeah, close I got, to I Hickory. Had a buddy that lived in Sparta, north of Boone, and that's becoming a real popular area right now. Yeah, beautiful area. Yes, it is. Trout fishing's good. And I got to get to Marshall, North Carolina. I found out about Marshall just lately because I've been trying. The hardest place for me to get to is Hot Springs, northwest of Asheville. We, we thought we could get there from the Blue Ridge Parkway real easy, and we learned a lesson real quick. You had to, you had to go down, 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 down. <laughs> and then yep. back up, up, up. And it, it's a lot. I, let's switch back driving at night. It's not for me, but uh, on those mountains. No, no, definitely not. I, but it's isn't Marshall a very charming town? It is. Thank yeah. you. I, well, I, I will go. I'm going to get there and maybe retire there. That's what I'm looking to do. Half of the family lives at the beach, so I'm going to be the other half that lives at the mountains. But uh, I'm, I'm going to, I called in about pear trees. I, uh, I used to have four or five Anjou pears in Raleigh on Peeble Street over near the Baptist Church. I sold that house, and a nice lady lived there 20 years, and then she sold it. And somebody built a big mansion and tore all the trees out, of course. Oh. You know, they got, and yeah, they got a house right up to the curb kind of thing going on over there, if you know what I mean. Inside yeah. the Beltline, old Raleigh, that's what they do now. And that, that's what happened. My dad's old house on Rock Creek Drive, but I uh, put two big mansions where that used to be. But I called about Pear. I'm out here in the west, west side of some place over here where Carolina College is called Carborough. And, and I want to know, will a nice Comis, C-O-M-I-C-E pear tree grow here? That's, uh, you ever heard of that when I was looking at it while I was waiting to get on here? Ma'am, uh, are you familiar with the, the coma pear tree? Yeah, no, I've never. I see. Uh, so it's comic with an e on the end. Then that's okay. right. It, uh, one of those French words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot well, of that's French. Like your, 
You, well, you you liked your Anjou pair, so that makes sense. I, I did. Um, uh, <laughs> well, I have not heard of this one, but that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of new um, crops mm-hmm. that are coming down the pike, and and it, with the plant people, you can't be an expert on everything. And um, I would I would say, can you look it up as far as is there any information um, on say with a southern um, information okay. because oftentimes I'm finding when I look up things on fruit, the information is coming from, say, the mountains of Virginia or mm-hmm. where cherries grow beautifully, but you know that they're not going to do it here in the Piedmont. Um, if you well, well, you just perked something. If I wanted a good pear tree, that's probably a good place to get one, isn't it? The, not, you yeah. know, either Monticello's got a wonderful garden, yeah. you can buy plants yeah. there. But Thomas yes. Jefferson's farmhouse, that octagon thing, uh, southwest of Lynchburg, yes. you ever been there? Uh, I have not been to that house, and that's called, I think, Forest Ridge or something. Yes, yeah, right. um, the Okay, that's the house that I want to visit. And, Beautiful. Um, but, yes, but the, I would look look at some of the nurseries that are in the mountains of North Carolina, see what okay. they've got, um, and, and right. ask them if it's going to be hardy for us. Now, here's the, here's the warning, though. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our um, temperature maps are about to change. Unfortunately, we in this area are going to be a, a certified Zone 8 very soon because of the temperatures that, and the extremes. And so you've got to find a pair that's going to tolerate heat better, and you may even look at some of the Asiatic pears. They might do better for you. You know, I was reading about those. They're kind of grainy, the ones I was reading about. There's nothing better for making a pie or something than an Anjou. They hold up to the heat well, and they're sweet. Gosh, I love an Anjou pear. There is a publication from NC State uh, producing Mm -hmm. fruit trees for home use. It's 76 pages. Uh, when I click on it, it's wow. uh, actually from the uh, Forsyth County Extension Service uh, called Tree Fruits. And it's, it has some extensive information on growing apples and pears and so forth that might be All right. some assistance. Well, look, I'm going to get up. Uh, Percy Flowers is the famous uh Mercy flowers. Speaking of yes, yeah. a man who loved his yeah. fruits. And we know, and we know the the materials that he has there. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah. I've got a revenue in my family, but it's through a, an in law, and uh, and I heard all about uh, what was going on in Johnson County. Believe me. Yeah, oh, yeah. and not oh, yeah. just Johnson and, County. Well, that that <laughs> same brother, by the way, when I was in college, was for a while stationed in Henderson, North Carolina. And his main job was to try to apprehend Percy Flowers. Yeah. He never did. Yeah. The only thing they ever got Percy on was a little tax tax evasion thing on tobacco allotments. Tobacco on a to- I love his store. That's a great store. Yes, and, yeah, about twenty thousand acres that he owned uh, when he died. Joe, thanks very much. We got to go. Hey, hey, I want to tell y'all. Uh, I listen to y'all a lot more than I do the governor. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. The governor listens. Is he still governor? What? You know, I, don't know. I don't listen to him. His, you know, the first lady listens. That's all that's important. He's got other things right. to do. Kristen's a good Campbell Roy lawyer. tries real hard, right. but not not a lot's getting done. I'll be quiet. Yeah, yeah, be quiet because 
you know. I want all of you to know the governor was only kidding. He knows Mike Rayleigh very well. And absolutely adores I Mike Rayleigh. Don't try to cover up all well, this, He does have Rufus. a sense of humor. I'll give him that. And just like Rufus. You got to. Ru- you got Rufus, to. you ought to be president. I'll trade, Dole, I'll trade, I said, Dole, Biden out for you any day. Uh, Ruf, Rufus, oh, please. I know my limitations. <laughs> At least we'd be entertained. You should see well, Tom, he would you should see Tom frowning on that one. Yeah. Yeah, that, We'd be more, as entertained or more so than the T Rump guy that was in there. And I'm gonna let t- I'm gonna go watch some football today. Y'all have a wonderful day. Okay, guys. take it easy, Joe. See, <laughs> <laughs> moving you into the White House. We need to get Joe on this show. Don't we? <laughs> yeah, he used to call. He used to call Bart. He's been calling the station a long time. Olivia uh, Bowler is with us, and Olivia, you know, it's a lot of craziness that goes on. Uh, we apologize. We we haven't disrupted things too much. Uh, here at uh, the Restore, but uh, you were telling us that there is a home that's on the parade of homes. That's uh, quite a distinction. Tell us about the home. Yes, we're really excited. The home is on Trimble Avenue in Cary. Uh, It's one of seven that we're building on that road, and people can come see it. The first three weekends in October, you can just stop by. We're actually going to have it staged with furniture from the Restore, so it'll all be donated furniture and it will be for sale. So you can see what a house looks like that Habitat builds um, and what it might look like with the family living in there, uh, all furnished and and ready to go. How long does it normally take you all? What's the average time it takes you to build a house? I would say nine to 12 weeks. Uh, So we build with volunteers. um, So that also depends on permitting uh, and getting subcontractors in as well. Uh, But we we can build a house pretty fast. Yeah. You know, the first time I volunteered for Habitat House, uh, my initial reaction is, you know, I can't hardly drive a nail straight. You want me to go build somebody's house? The amazing thing about it is there are people there who know what they're doing, and they can show you what to do. And you'll learn Hanging sheetrock and, and, I mean, just doing all kinds of neat stuff. I bet you could do things around the house now that you couldn't do before. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, no experience is necessary. Our superintendents are happy to teach anybody, uh, and you may be surprised at what all you can do. Well, I'll, I'll give you a good example of that, me, because they had me rolling cement in a, <laughs> in a wheelbarrow. Well, that was a fitting thing, though. Very fitting. Sounded like they may have had to find you a job. <laughs> well, he was in between jobs, I think, at the time. Put that Maybe on I'm, your resume. Just lost the governor's <laughs> race. So how do how do we volunteer? How does how does Rufus volunteer again? You can go on our website and sign up for a shift. Again, we're building in uh, Cary and Apex, and we have some other sites uh, in Raleigh as well. Okay. So we'd love to see you all on site. How many how many homes a year does Habitat do in this area? It varies. So we are shooting to build forty to fifty this year. Wow. Um, last year we managed forty, even with the pandemic. Um, and in our biggest year, we did 83. So it feels like a drop in the bucket with everybody who needs an affordable home right now, but we're, we're happy to, to make a little dent in it. This is a great project for church groups. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because not only do they raise the money, but in addition to that, uh, it's something that brings them together, something to do good. Yes, our faith groups are some of our biggest supporters. They raise the money. They provide a ton of volunteer labor. They advocate for us. Um, so we really appreciate their support. Olivia Bowler, thank you very much. Thank you. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. We're at the Habitat Restore at 181 High House Road in Cary. 
let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 1039 WPTF time, and uh, I think my voice will hold out. I hope so. Yeah. If not, you got to take over, uh, Ann. I'm sorry. Uh, Rufus or, or we'll, certainly we'll Tom can. Yeah. yeah, I can sit back. Uh, Josh can take over. Uh, so, uh, Chrissy, uh, uh, Seelstad. What an interesting name. We talked about that. It's, it's the Norwegian. I don't, don't run into it a lot. Um, but uh, this job must be very interesting. Oh, too. I love this job. And different. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we really experience something different every day. We talk about... You know, and, and we're in that thrift environment, but we're also, you know, mission-based. And so uh, it's not like your traditional retail we're dealing with. We never know what we're going to get in. <laughs> we, don't, we don't have it planogrammed out. Um, so we're constantly having to figure out where things are going to go on the sales floor. But um, we get, like I said before, we get such interesting items in. It's so great to see um, what people donate. And then again, as being part of the larger <clears throat> mission, we get to see how those donations, you know, go and uh, help someone, you know, decorate their home. And then because someone was able to, the, you know, take that and buy that, decorate their home, they help someone else be able to purchase a new home. And so that's just that whole cycle that we get to see every day is uh, is really rewarding for us. So if I got something I want to donate to yeah. Habitat, um, let's take a sofa. Yeah. Uh, I don't just walk in the front door with a sofa. No. So what's the process for someone who wants to make a donation to Habitat? Is there a central location to take it to? Or? No, you can you can drop if you want to drop it off. If you have a truck or vehicle to bring it to any of the stores, you can bring it to the store. Uh, all of our locations accept donations, and then uh, if it's if you have a couple of items that are larger that won't fit in a truck or a small vehicle, then. Uh, you can call our donation hotline, and we will actually schedule a free pickup to come pick up that item from you and bring it back to one of our stores. Well, Chrissy, I've often wondered, how do you weed out someone who wants to just unload their junk <laughs> on you? They probably That's, get some of that. That is a great question, and that is something that all thrift stores are challenged with. So we do ask a lot of questions um, because, obviously, we are trying to resell all of the items that are in our stores. So we want them to be in the condition that someone will actually purchase them. So we do ask, you know, uh, do you have any pets in the home? Uh, is it a non-smoking home? Um, are there any rips or stains in the items? Uh, is is the furniture broken? Are there any broken pieces? Um, you know, those kinds of questions. So we try to do a lot of that weeding out. And when people call and ask those questions, you know, ask us if they will, if we'll accept their items, we'll you know, try to find out each of those things. And then when they come to the store, you know, we ha- do have to inspect uh, each of the items. So we try not to make the, you know, donors feel uncomfortable because obviously they're, they're bringing us something to try to be helpful um, and help us with our with our mission, but at the same time, we also want to make sure that it's something that will actually be able to be sold. Because otherwise, then we're contributing to to the dumpster fees <laughs> as well, and we don't sure. want to, you know, take <clears throat> money away from the organization by paying for that. The thing I think about when I come into a store like this is all all the stories from each piece of piece of furniture. Oh yeah, that uh, that that table and chairs over there. People used to sit at that it's yes just the, just the stories the individual stories for these uh yeah we get we get when people are dropping off their donations um you know there's a lot of reasons why people are getting rid of something um 
And it's, a, again, another connection piece for us so that we can, you know, talk to someone about, okay, oh, they're, you know, their kids have gone off to college or um, they're renovating and they're able to get something newer or, you know, sometimes there's a death in the family and they're yeah. not sure what to do with, right. with items, um, but they want it to go for something um, that, that helps other people. And so we, we help with that process. And again, we make that connection uh, with all of our donors as well. Chrissy, thank you for having us out. We, Absolutely. We love coming here. Yes. We love coming to your stores. Yes, we it's love having you all. Store. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all so much. We really appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Uh, Chris, hey, Chris, come over here. Chris Hooks. No, come on. I, I just wanted you, uh, I, I've mentioned this once, but this is, is really exciting. We have the listeners in Greensboro, but, uh, you know, we, we got – got a great garden center yeah we always hear every time i come here to work the show or listen to it when i'm driving around i always hear somebody call from greensboro and in fact they followed us our weekend gardener facebook page and i reached out to them and christina larson the owner there she was like yeah let's do it and so i can't wait to have her in the magazine and maybe one day we'll have a show out there i mean this is statewide, Boy, baby. Have, Rufus, we'd have to get up early to, to go to Greensboro. You'd, you'd have <laughs> wait, wait a minute. They're not going to put you up overnight and you, feed you. You and, would. Uh, you would have to get one of your people to to drive you so you could take a nap on the way up and the way back. Well, let's. Uh, <laughs> who? <laughs> you get a bus it's tour. It's hard enough right now on a, on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> to refrain from anything I always used to do years ago on Friday night. But can't remember anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the Reformation period. <laughs> the Rufus Reformation. Rufus Reformation. Listen, I, I want to say one thing because yeah, I'm, I'm as guilty oh. as anybody. Yeah. Uh, Rufus is a great person to joke with and joke on and yeah. so forth like that. People need to know he's got the biggest heart of, of oh, yeah. anybody I know in North Carolina. Amen. And what he does with his Super Kids Foundation. That is um, fantastic. Let me tell you. And I, you told me on the way in you've had to call off the event this year. True, but that does not mean I won't be writing you right. and calling about keeping it going because we've got too many great kids that have come up from nothing and now they're teachers. Uh, one doctors, med- one doctor who's in a residency at Wake Forest right now, and just any number of people that are paying it forward. Right, that's H- what we teach. Here's them. my question to you, Rufus. Though, do you, you handwrite notes? Darn he right, is a, he is a hand, he does that. I have the worst handwriting in the world, but I still do that. I think that's my favorite thing to yeah. do is to write it's notes. A great thing to do. It's I so love personal. to write thank you notes to people. So personal. Yeah. I think most people today don't even have any note paper. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the hand cramp that comes with that, I mean, it's it's excruciating with me because I don't write a lot, but I love writing thank you notes. Yeah. I love writing notes like that. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, uh, Clemson and State today. Ooh. So yeah. State's got a good chance. A good chance today. Yeah. They certainly do. They always play Clemson better at home. The only problem I have is – is everybody this week has been telling Clemson that they're not Clemson. They're not good. Their offense is terrible. And I think Clemson's just – I'm guarantee you Dabo's playing that for them. Mike, guarantee you, you remember back in the day, and I keep I can't remember the guy's name who was uh, coach at Clemson, big uh, country boy kind of. Danny co- Ford? 
Danny Ford. Danny Ford. Yeah. You'd go and the the other side of Carter Finley was orange. Yeah. They were bringing buses. They were sure. bringing campers. They were, I mean. And they probably will today. It was the doggonest thing I'd ever seen and yeah. loud. Yeah. Yeah. That's I've, I've been going to games at NC State since that I remember 86. And I can remember Clemson. I, I'll be honest, I do like the fight song, though. It's very fun and happy. Yeah, oh, yeah, happy, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The Tiger Rag. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I do remember. Band. Yes. But I'll never forget just because I used to get there early. I used to listen to PTS pregame show exactly. on the way in on Trinity hey, Road. Which Mike used to do. Yep. right. Yep. Show. yep, you and Tony Rigsby. Because um, we used to go in. I can remember Carter Finley when – that main yeah, road the, wasn't there. Oh, yeah, the mobile yeah. home, yeah. home mobile, the, 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 the that, press box. Just remember going yeah. through the parking lots and everything. It was all woods. Yeah. And then it just opened right. up. Yeah. yeah. And now that's I've didn't have wide open. I've got a photograph of that. Yep. Getting out. It took hours to get home. Not out, you know, hours to get out of the parking lot. But you'd hear PTF's postgame show on it. Oh, yeah. You knew it was over scoreboard. when they did the scoreboard. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's where I got my inspiration to – Go into broadcasting. Really? Mm-hmm. Very good. Gary, oh, great! Story. I tell Gary Hahn to this day. He's the reason I do what I do, and well, he's an inspiration. Great oh yeah, no, I, yeah. It's it's been pretty. It was pretty cool for me. Like 2007, 2014, I was a colleague of his. Yeah. You know, like we chop it up, and yeah. state would play central, and yeah. And as I was telling you off the air, he used to be a weekend gardener listener. I don't know. Still, if he is. still is. He yeah. does listen. He's a. He's gosh. He's such a great. He's guy. such that a whole fine, team. He's a fine person. Him and Tony Haynes. They, they yeah. are the the best college yep. broadcasting. I think country. so. I agree. Yeah, I, would, I agree. I think this area is blessed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Duke's young guy David Shoemate, who I went to school with, he's fantastic. He's going to be a legend there. And Jones Angel, he's already a legendary Absolutely. broadcaster there. Um. And I've had the fortune to get to know him, and I think we're so blessed to have them on our network and be a part of that network as well. I love to listen to it on radio. I mean, I'm still one of those oh, yeah. old-fashioned guys that uh, listening to it, I can get and, – and, and Gary's particularly good about painting me a word yeah, well, picture, uh, telling me where the ball is located. Even the pregame show to me is my favorite. That's because that's the newspaper. That's where you get to read the stories and find out what yeah. they're trying to do and yeah. who's interviews with the coaches. Interview with the coaches. Yeah. Who's the player to look out for? And to me, that's. Yeah. I mean that and you I don't get that on television. I try you don't get that on to television. radio and watching TV. Yeah. The problem is that there's like a seven or eight nine second delay on TV. There's a way to sync it. Yeah, there is. There's a there's a, there's a, a website that you can with Learfield. I'll have to tell you. I'll show you when yeah. we get off. I'll tell you because it's just horrible. It's called SyncMyGame.com or something like is that. It? it helps you. Yes. We were listening on the radio one night, and our next door neighbor has a TV on his porch, and he was watching the state <laughs> game on television. We knew they had scored a touchdown. It was like yeah. nine seconds later they started cheering. <laughs> Do you have uh do you have like a TV you can pause? Yeah. You should be able to sync it up at that. It'll show you how. Well, yeah. good cuz I it, it really is a little infuriating. See, for... Chris, that wasn't so bad. No. We, we didn't do anything to you. No. Well, Thanks. I mean, I could get on the radio. I mean, you Well, he's you know bashful. Me. You can tell. I'm, I have the gift of He has a hard time talking to people. I don't know, I don't know what on. you thought we were going to do. <laughs> I mean, if you were you could come in and grill me about how my backyard has weeds all no, in it no, and I'm not going to do that. We do need to get back to gardening, I guess. 
They are. Oh, There's yeah. just too many the of them. I, yeah. Bermuda, yeah. I hate Bermuda grass. Bermuda it's is the most reliable grass. It is the most well, reliable. It's yeah. it's con it's why the con all the contractors put it in those homes because right. it's the easiest to grow. But it's also it's a weed. Right. Yes. I'm having to learn. Oh, just not stilt grass. The yeah. most dangerous enemy in America today. Well, and the problem is the last two neighborhoods Did I've you lived say in still grass. The last stilt. so the last stilt two neighborhoods grass. I've lived in, the houses are close uh, close together to where one part of the house gets yeah. no sun, and so. It doesn't dry very well, and so there's one area that just does not grow grass. There's a good solution to that. Uh, it, it's called cement and green paint. <laughs> there you go. I mean, that's what one guy told us. I was just do a walkway. Patio on stilts. Yeah. Pam, uh, what should he do on that side of the house? Well, there's there's a lot that you could put in there. Um, if, if you're not... Um, going to stick with the grass trying to do some type of grass do you want it to look grassy or do you want it to look like something else i, I mean i want it to look look good look grassy of course you do yeah okay if you want it well you could grow dwarf mondo you know in a in a shady area that has a little bit oh. more moisture oh it yeah you, that's a lot of things you could do there chris he's showing me a picture of it yeah one of my neighbors had extra sod of and we put it down and it it it's got roots but the grass it the problem is is all the water yeah. drains well, yeah. from there there's no french drain there's a french drain in the backyard but there's not one in the front yard so all the water well you know there are things that will grow in in that type of environment absolutely yeah. and yeah. and there's, that hard to find. there's so much that you can do look <clears throat> into creating a little um, water retention area in there oh yeah you can fill it up with plants that would drink that water up and it would keep it from going on to the next neighbor's house and it would capture it coming through your land. <laughs> well, we have a catch pond behind my house that has we'll catfish. And and we, yeah. For $10,000, yeah. we can fix you up. <laughs> you, ought to see, you ought to see my, uh, the group, I know we got to wrap this up, a group of people in my neighborhood the the pond, the retention pond behind my house, they stocked it. They got fish from really? other... They got catfish. They got bass. They got. I'm gonna go out and catch. There's a 20 pound carp in there. Oh God! Yeah. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, no problem. Hey, you know, uh, heat has been been a real problem in this area. It's been very dry. They're very hot. It's uh, it's been summertime, and that affects your battery. Makes the battery weak. Uh, when it gets colder, you you may have a dead battery. But you need to get that checked at King's Auto Service. Also check the AC because you really need to run that year-round to keep it uh, in good shape, keep it lubricated, uh, keep the defroster working properly. So get those two things checked at King's Auto Service. Hey, you can check the uh, cooling system in general, uh, also the hoses, belts, and, of course, the tires. And you may have noticed that since it's gotten colder overnight the last few days, the tire pressure may have gone down. In your cars, uh, you may get the, the light on your dashboard lighting up telling you that. So get your, uh, get your tires checked. They also have certified hybrid technicians at King's. They can help you out with your Prius, you know, around 150,000 miles. That's kind of the average when you may start having some problems with these high-voltage batteries. King's can do a battery analysis on that. And uh, you can also get your oil changed at King's Correct Lube.
go to 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh. KingAutomotive.net. You can call them. You can go online, make a reservation to go out and have them shake everything out for you. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Uh, we got to hurry up. We're at Habitat 181 High House Road, and uh, Paul, I think, is in Wendell. Paul, we got a minute. Yeah, I just got a quick question. Um, I always plant some marigolds in my raised beds around my vegetables, and usually they don't do well, but this year they're, like, extraordinary, and they're beautiful. Can I repot them? Pam, and like give them, give them away. Uh, they are an an yeah they were an, they're an annual. The best thing you could do is gather the seed. As you see, some of those little flowers starting to dry. Take those and clip them off and put them in a, a like a little brown paper bag until they dry out really really well. And then you could put them in a ziploc for the winter and replant them next year. Okay, thanks. Paul. Thank you so much. Sorry we didn't get to you sooner. And Mutt in Moorhead City. Sorry we didn't get to you at all, but please call us next week. Uh, thanks to the folks at Habitat uh, and all that they do. Ms. Ann, Brother Rufus, Tom Campbell, Hall of Fame broadcaster, thank you. Jay, uh, Josh, uh, Jason, uh, Chris Hooks, thank you. God love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>